it's Evelyn, your host of Now I Get It. Today's entertainment business news in five minutes or less. Apologies for the lack of episode these last few weeks. My real life work has been crazy, but I am back and very excited to be here. And on a high because Rihanna is pregnant with baby number two. It's an exciting time, people. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how I don't think the worst is over for Disney. As I predict, they will have to figure out a lot more issues in 2023 in addition to their announcement that they will be laying off 7,000 employees this year. By the end of this episode, you'll also be able to say, now I get it. Last Wednesday, during their quarterly earnings call with investors, Disney, specifically Bob Iger, announced a few major issues. I broke it down into four issues. Cutting costs, layoffs, an internal restructuring, and Disney Plus subscriber loss. In a nutshell, These four issues tell me the company is in a pretty dire state since early pandemic when Disney Plus came out of the gate really strong. But Bob Iger has actually always been pretty good at delivering real talk versus sugarcoating it like some people used to blame Bob Chapek for doing. And on Thursday, after Bob Iger delivered some of this hard to hear news, on Thursday in pre-trading, Disney stock actually went up 6%. All right, let's get into it. First, cutting costs. So Bob Iger announced that he wants to see the company cost $5.5 billion. He foresees that 5.5 being split between 3 billion cutting costs from the content team, excluding sports, and the remaining 2.5 billion from non-content areas, such as the parks and resorts, Disney experiences, and products. This can be like consumer products. Second issue, layoffs. Disney said that they would be eliminating 7,000 jobs from the company. What does that mean in the big picture? That's about 3% of the Disney company size. Not as bad as some of the other tech companies we've been hearing about. Disney currently sits at around 220,000 employees. In case you're curious, out of those 220,000, about 166,000, so over half, are in the U.S., and there's about 54,000 employees internationally. Related to the layoffs, the third issue is that Disney is going to have to go through a restructuring in their departments. Bob Iger said that he wants to break the company into three clean segments. The first segment is Disney Entertainment, which will be where most of their streaming and media operations live under. The second will be a true ESPN division that includes the TV network and the ESPN Plus streaming service. And the third will be the parks, experiences, and products unit. So Josh DeMauro, who's head of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products, said in an email to his department that... The company is targeting significant savings across all businesses, and the reorg will result in necessary reductions to our overall workforce. So that means that not everyone who's getting laid off is coming from one certain department. It seems like all of the departments will probably see some areas get consolidated. Speaking of ESPN as one of the very clear three, one of the three pillars, Bob Iger directly addressed the rumor mill and gossip that's been plaguing the company for the past few years that they were going to spin out ESPN and sell it off. He said that while ESPN has been struggling due to cord cutting, the ESPN brand and programming remains healthy and in demand. He said that currently he's not engaged in any conversations or even thinking of a spinoff. He said that all the gossip and rumors about Disney spinning off ESPN happened in his absence, quote unquote, and that this was not no longer the right move for Disney under his regime. The fourth issue, Disney Plus subscribers. 
Between October to December of last year, Disney streaming lost 2.4 million subscribers. Now, it's not for the reasons you may think. It's not because Disney added $3 to their Disney Plus ad-free tier. It's not because that they haven't had big content premiere on the platform. Heck, some of the biggest titles happened last quarter. They had Andor, the Star War, one of the Star Wars shows. Um, the second half of She-Hulk came out in the last quarter, and then Hocus Pocus 2 came out. The answer is that Disney lost subscribers because of sports. Now, I mentioned this in a podcast months ago, but we kind of saw this coming. So Disney lost 3.8 million subscribers to their Disney Plus Hotstar, which is a version of Disney Plus served to India and certain Southeast Asia regions. The service most likely lost subscribers because Disney Plus in those regions lost distribution rights to, to broadcasting the Indian Premier League cricket matches. And cricket is one of the biggest sports in India. Ironically, in the U.S. and Canada, Disney Plus actually gained subscribers, around 200,000 in fact. Now that I've explained all of the issues and ways Disney is trying to course correct, you should understand why I think Disney's actually got an uphill battle the rest of the year, similar to what Netflix went through last year when their stock took a huge hit. While last week was merely just a quarterly report, we all know that restructuring, layoffs, and budget cuts take time. I doubt some of these solutions will be resolved in time for the next quarterly report in three months. I think it will be slow and steady. Bob Iger will be chipping away at all these problems that have that became way too ingrained during the pandemic. Well, since it's Monday and I haven't dropped an episode in two weeks, I wanted to let everyone know what I've been watching. I'm still tune in TV status with Poker Face on Peacock. I don't miss a single episode. I look forward to it every week. I also have been glued to my TV on the edge of my seat for HBO Max's The Last of Us. Really, really loving how Pedro Pascal is embracing his daddy reputation on the internet, particularly TikTok. And I recently discovered a show on Apple TV Plus that's quite delightful. It's called Shrinking um, from Jason Segal, uh, Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso, and another uh, exec producer from Ted Lasso family. And of course, last night's Rihanna at the Super Bowl performance was chef's kiss. It wasn't for everyone, um, but for me, it was very on brand for the way Rihanna does perform. I followed her performance career through um, when she got MTV Vanguard Award in 2016, um, even her last concert uh, tour. Like This is very similar to like Rihanna's style if you know and follow her. That's it for today's episode, everyone. I hope you learned a little, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye!